0: Welcome to the Joycelyn Ignites podcast, a podcast where we explore diverse topics to spark conversations that empowers and inspires personal transformation. In today's episode, I am going to share with you a revelation I received from a phrase in Psalm 84, verse 6, about the Valley of Baca, a place of weeping and struggle. Are you going through a challenging time right now? Are you experiencing some difficulties in your life? Well, if the answer is yes, then you will want to join me as I uncover lessons, insights, and wisdom that can turn your Valley of Baca into a spring of hope. Be Ignited. Have you ever experienced a profound revelation while engaging in a spiritual practice? That's exactly what happened to me while practicing Lectio Divina. It's a contemplative approach to reading and meditating on scripture. Now, Lectio Divina means divine reading in Latin, and it is a contemplative practice rooted in early Christian monastic traditions. It involves a slow prayerful reading of scripture where you listen for a word or phrase that speaks to your heart. Now, it was during this practice that I was reading Psalm 84. When the phrase in verse 6, like there was a phrase that resonated with me just so deeply with me. Now, at the time, I was actually reading the New International Version, which says, As they pass through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs. The autumn rains also cover it with pools. Now it was the first part of Psalm 84, six that really resonated. As they pass through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs. Now, I decided to look it up in the King James Version, and I really resonated with the way the King James Version worded it, who passing through the Valley of Baca, make it a well. And so today we are going to talk about the Valley of Baca and how we can make it a well. The Valley of Baca is also referred to as the Valley of Weeping by some scholars. It is a place that really is its only mentioned in Psalm 84 and 6. And it is often understood by many scholars as a metaphorical place of weeping, struggle, hardship, or sorrow uh, as we journey on our faith. It symbolizes the challenging moments and seasons of life when we may feel spiritually dry or weary or overwhelmed. And just as the psalmist expresses the longing for God's presence and favor, even in the midst of uh, these difficult valleys, so do we. When we are in difficult situations, when we are in challenging moments, we too long for comfort and guidance, and renewal, and strength, and I believe that's why the Holy Spirit illuminated this phrase for me, who passing through the Valley of Baca, make it a well, because I've been traveling through the Valley of Baca, really, I feel like for about three years now, I've had some health challenges. Um, I've experienced a loss of uh, loved ones, a family crisis. Uh, I broke my femur. I had to resign from my dream ministry assignment. Uh, it has indeed been a challenging season for me. And as I've been praying and as I've been entering into uh, this new year, I realized, especially after reading this little phrase, that I was still stuck, like in the grief of it all. I realized that I am still in the valley. I'm in the valley of Baca. And so what about you? What are the specific struggles or challenges or hardships that make you feel as though you are in the Valley of Baca? Could it be the loss of a loved one? Grieving the death of a family member or a friend can really be a painful experience. And oftentimes it leads us to a sense of spiritual dryness and sorrow. Uh, What about a chronic illness or physical pain? You know, living with ongoing health challenges, which I have experienced, really can create a Valley of Baca experience where your faith is tested and sometimes it's just difficult to find relief. What about financial struggles? Sometimes those financial hardships, whether it be a job loss or overwhelming debt, it can really bring a Valley of Baca experience, causing stress, anxiety, and a sense of hopelessness. And then we have relationship difficulties where uh, strained relationships, whether it be conflicts or brokenness within your family or friendships, they also create Valley of Baca moments, right? Where you can feel distant from God, distant from the people who are close to you, and you really struggle to find reconciliation and healing. And then what about those spiritual doubts or Crisis where you're going through a season where you're just doubting and you're questioning your faith or experiencing a spiritual crisis that really leads to a Valley of Baca where you may feel disconnected from God's presence and his guidance. And this is one that I have experienced, loneliness and isolation, where you just feel alone or socially isolated or uh, you lack meaningful connections. This also can create a Valley of Baca experience that causes emotional pain and longing for companionship and community. And you could have even recently experienced a diagnosis that you just was not expecting. This can create a sense of anxiety and fear, hopelessness and despair. That's an, a valley of baka experience. And then, what about uh, personal failure or disappointment? You know, experiencing setbacks and failures or unmet expectations, they are uh, like valley of baka experiences where we grapple with our feelings of discouragement or shame or inadequacy. So, as you take a moment to reflect on your valley of baka, I want you to. Consider where where are you? What is your Valley Abaca? Because next we are going to explore how you can transform your Valley Abaca into a well, a source of hope, encouragement, and spiritual nourishment that will offer you a new beginning. When we make our Valley Abaca a well, what we're really doing is we are creating space within ourselves, where we meet Jesus. It's where we receive his love, his acceptance, his healing, his strength, his refreshment, his peace. It's where we experience his life-giving presence. It becomes a place where our struggles are transformed into opportunities for growth, where our tears are turned into springs of hope and where we find the strength to move forward with purpose and confidence, no matter the situation. When we are in our Valley of Bacas, we are longing for a new beginning. And that could be a different situation. Sometimes we are just longing for the change in a situation. We're like, we just need this to change. Or we are also longing for, could be longing for a different perspective We just need to see it in a different way. Now, one of the things I want to make sure to note here is that in that passage, in Psalm 84, 6a, it says, who passing through the Valley of Baca, passing. Now, listen, I pray that this encourages you like it did me. The word passing, what that means is that the Valley of Baca, it's it's temporary because it says passing. That means it can really be temporary, but you have to keep moving forward. And in order to move forward, you must make your Valley of Baca a well. Now, one way that we can make our Valley of Baca a well is through those everyday ordinary tasks We can make them times of refreshment. When we are in the Valley of Baca, sometimes everything becomes dreadful. You know, it's true. It does. We dread those dishes. We dread that laundry. We dread the drive to work. We dread getting up, getting dressed. And so what I want you to think about and I want you to see is that these are ways that we can turn our Valley of Baca experiences into a well. The other day I went to uh, a park with my husband and my grandchildren and I was just meditating and thinking about this whole idea of making our Valley of Baca a well. And I realized that there were times when I would have felt like, Oh no, I really just, you know, I don't really feel like going, right? I don't really want to go out and be out and, you know, watching the kids play on the playground and all of that. But when I was there, I realized that I just needed to be in the present moment. I needed to focus on not the valley that I was in, but focus on the things that were good, the things that were beautiful in the moment that I was in. And so what I did was I did that. And it it was such a joy watching children play on the playground. It was a joy seeing their courage of them climbing these high, um, these, oh my gosh, they were so tall, they were, but they were climbing and they were courageous And they were fearless. It was a joy to see how the children were helping one another. It was a joy that they uh, had this freedom. They were just running from place to place to play. And that really spoke to me. Because I thought that is how we are supposed to be in our valleys. When we make it a well, in that moment, I realized, oh, we have to have courage. We have to be fearless. We have to live in the freedom of who we most deeply are as we are passing through our valley abaca. So, instead of dreading those dishes, use that time to meditate on a passage of scripture. When you are doing that laundry, pray for your loved ones. When you are driving to work, listen to some worship music. These are opportunities to invite and invoke the presence of God in your situation. These are the opportunities to turn your valley of Baca into a well. Now, this This really did remind me of the story of the Samaritan woman in John 4. Because the Samaritan woman was clearly having a Valley of Baca moment. She was, can you only imagine that she was burdened with her past uh, societal rejections while she was carrying out her everyday ordinary tasks by just going to the well to draw some water. Like little did she know that she would meet Jesus who offered her living water, a source of eternal life and fulfillment. You know, she learned some lessons about herself and about Jesus while she was at the well. And she also learned some lessons about faith. And, you know, this this is what the Valley of Baca also offers us. It offers us lessons, lessons about ourselves, lessons about our beliefs lessons about Jesus. And so the Valley of Baca is an invitation to grow and to transcend what is limiting us, whether it's mentally, spiritually, and sometimes even physically limiting us. When we are going through our Valley of Baca experiences, we need a will. We need an encounter with Jesus in the midst of our struggles and we need to allow his presence to bring healing and restoration and refreshment into our lives. We need a well that provides life giving water. We need a place where we can meet him in our brokenness, where he can offer us love, comfort, acceptance, healing, and the satisfaction of our soul's thirst. Now, what I love about what the psalmist says and how he gives us hope is that in Psalm 84, 6a, it lets us know that we don't have to just wait to go to a well or even to find a well, because it says, who passing through the valley of Baca, make it a well. You heard what I said. Make it a well. It said you don't have to find one. You don't have to wait till one shows up. Turn your Valley of Baca into a well. Yep. Make it a well. Next, I'm going to give you some very specific ways for how you can turn your Valley of Baca into a spring of hope. There are some very specific ways that you can turn your Valley of Baca into a spring of hope. If we are going to turn our Valley of baca's experiences into a well, into a spring of hope, we must meditate on God's word. Joshua 1 and 8 says, Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. We must also ask for guidance. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding, In all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your path straight. We must also keep a thankful heart. First Thessalonians 5 and 18 says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. We must embrace God's love and grace. Ephesians 2, 4 and 5 says, But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. We must also invest in relationships. Ecclesiastes 4, 9-10 says, Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. We must trust in God's plan. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. We must act with integrity and kindness. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. That's taken from Ephesians 4 and 29. We must walk in obedience to God's commands. John 14 and 15 says, If you love me, keep my commands. And we must also engage in prayer and seek God's presence. Philippians 4, 6 through 7 says, Do not be anxious About anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. We must lean on God's strength and not our own. That's why Philippians 4 and 13 says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And lastly, we must live with a purpose. Proverbs 16 and 3 says, commit to the Lord whatever you do and he will establish your plans. So as we journey through the Valley of Baca, let us remember that when we make it a well, we invite Jesus into our lives. We allow his life-giving presence to transform our struggles into blessings that ultimately form us into who we are created to be. So as we conclude, may we remember that even in our darkest moments, even in our valleys of Baca, God's presence is with us. Offering comfort, guidance, renewal. May we embrace the lessons learned from this valley by allowing them to shape us into the vessels of hope and compassion that God wants to form in us. May we be ready to offer comfort to others who find themselves in their own valleys of bacchus, in their own valleys of sorrow. May we always be reminded That in the Valley of Baca, God's presence is our greatest source of strength. And his love will guide us through every season of life. So, if you are traversing, if you are passing through a Valley of Baca, if you are stuck in The Valley of Baca. Make it a well, and I'll see you on the other side of it. Thank you for joining me on this journey through the Valley of Baca. I hope that you have found inspiration, comfort, and a renewed sense of hope as we explore the depths of this valley together. As we conclude, I invite you to take action and make the Valley of Baca a well of life giving resources. By joining my email list, you will receive exclusive content, additional resources, and opportunities to connect with a community of like-minded individuals who are also navigating their own valleys. Together, we can support and uplift one another, sharing insights and encouragement along the way. So, if you're ready to dive deeper into the lessons learned from the Valley of Baca and receive ongoing support and inspiration, I encourage you to join my email list today by going to www.joycelinlewis.com That's www.joycelinlewis.com And you can find me on all social media platforms at Joycelin Ignites. Together, let's transform the valleys of sorrows into wellsprings of growth, resilience, and hope. Thank you for listening and we look forward to journeying with you. Be ignited.